Hi, Deirdre. <laughs> Welcome to episode three. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Episode three. We only had two episodes last year. That has to be some kind of record. It absolutely was. The worst record. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> but the point is, we're here now. Yeah. We are here. The boys have gone off with the kids. Three of the kids the in dog. the pram and the dog. Oh, we sent them off so that we can actually do this. Yes. So sit here. We have a window, but I think it's doable. And the window is already starting to close. Yeah. So let's let's get on to it. So we know this is episode three of the Mothership Podcast. I'm Deirdre. And I'm Kate. Welcome if you are just joining us for the very first time. And hello again to all the ones that anybody that is tuning in again. And who've been tentatively waiting and hanging on with their little fingernails. Yes. For the last year. Last year. Requesting. <laughs> all two of you. Yeah, all two of you. My mother and sister included. <laughs> when are you doing the next one? We are here and it's brilliant and it's been a very busy year and I think that was primarily the reason for us not doing this sooner. It's Dilty. just that there's always something that yeah. comes up and you're working and you get the kids and you've got yeah. some life gets in the way. Plus it's not easy because you, you don't live... Just next door, I wish you did. I know, I know, it, there is that, because yeah. it's a good, well, it's an hour and 15 minutes yes. away, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is when, as you know, when you've kids. And when you've kids, you're trying to pack up and yeah, nap times and an schedule. Yeah. So we're just after having a huge dinner. Oh my God, it was actually amazing. I know we talk about food all the time, but I think that's very much part of who myself and Dee are. Oh my God. Dave yeah. had done this incredible, it was like a beef, fill it in what what do you call it the sous vide so this is dave's newest toy absolutely yeah. gorgeous so the, our bellies are very full very full and so uh, excuse us if we go slip into a very deep sugary coma yeah. as well afterwards we're full up it's like christmas day that's yeah, the way i feel no, totally lucky yeah. i have my stretchy pants on oh yeah thank yeah God. i thought that through today i've yeah. been wearing them since november this year <laughs> in preparation for yeah. christmas oh well, yeah. how was your christmas speaking was, of which yeah it was good um I'm not a big Christmas person, I have to say. Why um, is that now? Why, why would you not be? I think I just find it all um, very uh, intense and commercialised and um, very fast-paced and um, very unfeeling. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what that is because I know Christmas is supposed to be the complete opposite. Of have you always that. felt that way? Have you I always? I think so. And maybe that's coming from like a big family. I come from a family of six, so it's just always been a bit of a helter a, skelter, yeah. with just crazy time. Yeah, for... and I some people love that. I like a lot of slow time. I like to slow things down. A yeah. lot. And, and I love. I like a lot of time on my own as well. And I think around that time, it just I lose that. I don't get enough time where I can just um, take a breath and be on my own. And yeah. for me, that is where I rejuvenate and fill my cup up. So yeah. by the, the end of the year, I'm generally really absolutely empty, frazzled, emotional. Yeah. I don't know what end of me is up. And yeah. I find heading into January then just a bit dull and flat. Flat, yeah. Very much so. So tell me, what did you do on Christmas Day? So I just want to get a sense of what your traditions are. Like, what what is your normal Christmas? What does it look like for you? Well, so at the moment, um, the last few Christmases, myself and Justin have had, uh, we've either had my parents up to our house or we go down to them and we cook together. 
Um, we'll go to my sister's in the morning. Um, my sister Sarah, and she'll put on a lovely spread where we fill our guts up. And is we'll it a breakfast brunch? It's thing? kind of like a prosecco cheese, a lot of cheese. And oh, oh hell yes! Yes, <laughs> mince pies, sausage rolls, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's actually it. really lovely. I do love yeah. that part because it's where my immediate family get together and. We are together and we yeah. see each other and our kids are all together and that's really, really lovely. Special, yeah. It is. I mean, that part of it I, I love. And so this year, did you go to your parents' house? This year, yes, because yeah. our house is kind of non-existent at the moment. Our little home is, feels like a, a bit of a sardine tin with really? everything going on. You've been so busy with work and with everything. With work, yeah. Um, so we run a business from home and since Beatrice has come along as well, I think that's thrown, thrown into the mix has meant that space in in our home has been really restricted and um I really miss it yeah I really miss it yeah and the home that we live in is it, like it's gorgeous it's it's a tiny little cottage it was a house that my grandparents lived in and we took over once they passed away and so for that reason it has huge sentimental value of course yeah but I think since work has really taken off which obviously is a great thing yeah um it has become much less of a home and more of a workspace so it can be really difficult to get away from, from it yeah. yeah I mean um I only have a small sense of that because you, you have lots of product where Dave works from home and there's not product where he offers us let's say services photography um services but even just having Dave's office in the house, it's the four of us, including the twins, myself and Dave, on an everyday basis, I feel like the walls are closing in. So imagine having stock in on top of all of that can be difficult. So it's, it, you know, really, it's really yeah. hard to find the balance of switching off. And like yeah. usually, mostly, Dave is working in the evenings, you know, till one or two in the morning, because that's the time when the kids are in bed, the, the house is silent. I'm usually <laughs> snoring on the couch or asleep at 10. So he has that time to to do the work but it's hard when you're working from home and you've got the kids there and then you've got your just your, your life it's supposed to be a sanctuary it's supposed to be a place where you do rejuvenate sure. but what do you do when the office is there and you don't have that space exactly. or time to do it and the, the the boundaries of the lines get very blurred between work and home and yeah. your personal life and I know that you have worked with Dave as well so you get that yeah you know even your relationship and, and the lines between that gets very blurred so sometimes it feels like all myself and Justin talk about is work. And then, you know, you step away from that and you go, God, we actually talk about nothing else at the moment. And we have to work really hard on um, on not doing that and bringing other things that we both enjoy doing together. But it's so easy to lose yeah. focus of that. It creeps up and you don't even yeah. know what's happening. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're in it and you just think, oh my goodness. You because know? you're so busy yeah. making a living that you forget to actually live. live. And yeah. That is something that I really have to pull myself back on all the time because I, I am naturally a striver and I yeah. like to... Have projects and I goals. I do and, and I like to have goals and I, um, I like to, to see things coming to fruition and I get great satisfaction out of that. Yeah. But in latter years, I've realised that actually the essence and the goodness of those projects and of living is actually in... in in the doing and where I'm at in a present moment rather than reaching for something that's far away all of the time. Yeah. So I'm I'm really focusing or trying to focus on on present. Present yeah. and, and really just you know, taking that with two hands and being in 
in it when you're yeah when, when you have the time. It, yeah. So is that your New Year's resolution then? It's one of them. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even say I kind of don't really do resolutions, but it's something that I've wanted to really yeah. bring into my life, and yeah. it's something that I have to work on. On a daily basis, yeah. Um, but for me, it's so important, like yeah. if, because when I when I don't do that, I I I feel myself getting very empty. Yeah, it's it's so easy to go to to get empty because you just um, as we've said in previous uh, podcasts that you do, you're so busy that you just uh, you're in it and you're busy, 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 busy bee, and you don't have you don't make the time, I suppose, yeah. to um, just to check in and things like that. Yeah. I suppose this year, I mean, the kids turned one. Mm. Two days Wednesday, ago. Two days ago. Yeah. The decorations are still up, although the balloons are looking a bit flaccid mm. and a bit limp. Mm. <laughs> but I don't want to take them down. I'm thinking, will they last till my 40th birthday, which is in about two weeks' time? Um, and I have the sad-looking balloons called Party. Uh, up um, but the main thing is is that this year uh, getting back to what you were saying aside from my flaccid bal- <laughs> balloons are you turning 40 are you turning 40 and all of that um, is that uh, this year now it just feels like I've come up for air the kids are one it was a huge milestone um, so Christmas for us was lovely we had it at home the kids were with us this is their first Christmas even though they hadn't a clue what was going on around them except they just were fascinated with the baubles on the Christmas tree and wanting to rip the, the tree down and, 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 and all that kind of stuff but other than that they didn't have a clue but the main thing is was we had family to our home and we had Christmas dinner here and it was lovely it was mm. a really lovely I think it was a special time I think it was the first Christmas that marked this ongoing tradition now that you're going to kind of keep up that uh, each Christmas is going to get more special because they'll they'll have an understanding of what it's all about but I think also you've come through a very difficult year yeah yeah between and having twins having twins and then I suppose um and I think we'll probably touch this touch on this on in later podcasts but having the twins is one thing it's hugely emotional it's a huge life-changing experience as with any baby but um, one of my beautiful babies was diagnosed with a syndrome called Wager syndrome. Um, and so our whole year was hospital appointments and diagnosis and acceptance and all of that that, that, that goes with it. So to mark their first birthday, and I will touch on Wager syndrome in a, in a later um, episode and, and how it all came to be and what's it about, but it, it, it was a celebration of... The twins, it was a celebration of surviving the year together, um, of growing together, of understanding each other. And the kids are just, they're brilliant. They're just so brilliant. So it was a lot to be thankful and grateful for, even though you could go down the route of being, you know, angry, which I did, you know, being angry and sad and upset, um, you know, uh, with everything. But it was just a huge milestone and there was lots to celebrate and, and I think, be mindful of that yeah and I think you know having seen you go through that year as well I have seen you come completely full circle and you've touched on all of those you've you've not just touched on them you've actually delved right into all of those emotions and yeah. you've really opened yourself up to the whole experience of having a baby with um, a condition that yeah. you weren't expecting yeah and you're not the same person no. More than that. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, and this is the thing is that to any new mothers out there, you, I thought I um, knew what motherhood was about. You do in a theoretical sense because you're there going, oh, you know, you have to provide for the baby and you, you're, you do the mother thing in your head, you know, all of the duties. But the feelings 
Nobody can tell you how you're going to feel and you cannot explain that to somebody else. You can articulate it as best as you can, but that person has to experience it to really get it and understand it. And so um, having, you know, new mother, having a baby that is ill um, and going through all of that and accepting it, it, it's a huge, you don't come out of it the same, but that's a good thing. Mm. That is a great thing. Mm. They're teaching you all the time. Mm. And they're teaching you that, you know, you can do this. As I mean, my Dave is fantastic. He's such a positive person. But I remember when we just got the diagnosis for, for Elliot. He was only about eight weeks old, six to eight weeks old. And I was devastated. I was devastated. My new baby, there's something wrong. What is it? And um, when it was confirmed after testing and genetic testing and all the rest of it, I was... I was angry. I was like, why is this happening to us? Why is this happening to us? This is so unfair. You know, you hear, but it happens to other people. You don't expect things to happen to you. And like Dave's, and this has resonated with me and has sung out in my head every single time I feel like having a little adult tantrum. Well, he turned around to me in the car and he said, Deirdre, it's because we can handle it. We can handle it. We can handle this. And he's right, you can. You, you, you think you can't, what are we going to do? And you go into that spiral. But you know what? You still have to get up. You still mm -hmm. have to deal with the stuff. And your baby, and in this case, Elliot, has taught us, I'm cool with it. I, he doesn't know any different. He's, he's so happy. He's such a, a joy. Anybody who um, is in his life who cares for him, and there's, we've got such a great network of people, they are so good to him and genuinely love him. But I do think that that's because Elliot gives. He's so he's such a beautiful boy. He yeah. gives so much. He does. He's he such really a joyful, yeah. joyful soul, and he changes. I mean, when you're around Elliot, he changes you. you I know, he really he, does. You can't help but smile, and he brings something like literally when you pick this little boy up. I'm talking to not you, D. I'm talking to whoever's listening. When yeah. you pick Elliot up, he is just ready he's waiting for fun and to laugh he laughs so quickly yeah and he's so engaging and he has your ha his hands all over your face because he needs to connect yeah and he's so present mm, he really is i think just for clarity for anybody who is now probably googling wager syndrome <laughs> um the first diagnosis with probably elliot is um i noticed even when i was in hospital with him five days I was in there five days because I had a C-section for the twins. And I re remember remarking to my dad, I was like, you know, there's something wrong with Elliot's eyes. They look different. And I, f I know this is going to sound cracked, but I knew there's something wrong with Elliot. Um, he was only five pounds four, so size-wise he was a tiny little thing. You difficult feeding in comparison to Sadie. But again, you know, I suppose good for a twin as well. Good for a good yeah. size for a twin, but he just looks so small in comparison to his sister. But I remember remarking then, and and um, Dad was like, oh, you know, and everybody was saying, look, you know, he's a newborn. There's nothing wrong with his eyes. He's they're just cloudy. They're just this. But it looked like, for all the world, if I was going to put a label on it, it looked like he had cataracts. So it was kind of a he had no color in his eyes. They're completely black, cloudy looking. They just didn't look like a newborn's eyes. Um, and on the fifth day, I was released from hospital. And on the sixth day, I had the public health nurse call to the house. And I mentioned it again. And they were thinking, no, you know, it's just they settle down. He's newborn. So six weeks in, um, 
I knew that there was something not right with Elliot's eyes. He wasn't fixing or following. He looked like he, he just couldn't see. And um, when I brought Elliot in for a six-week checkup because he also had undescended testes um, to the paediatrician, I said, look, do you mind just giving him a quick look over for his eyes? And the paediatrician looked into his eyes immediately and I said, look, he's not fixing or following. These are the reasons why I want you to look at his eyes. And once he put the light in, Elliot has no iris, so no coloured part of the eye. So when he put the light in his eye, all you could see was this red tinge, this reflection coming back. You know, like in the old days when you'd take a photograph and if somebody mm -hmm. would have this red eye, this thing in, in the photograph, that's exactly what Elliot has if, if, he, if you bring him out into the light. So he understandably started to panic because he'd never seen this before and was like, right, OK. Because it's quite rare. It's very it? rare. It's only one in... One in a million, I think, babies have it. And I know, just through research, that there's two other kids with it in Ireland. And I'm desperate to get in contact with these people. And one of the, one of the children, it, was just, it just so happened I was speaking to um, a health nurse in there um, for one of Elliot's regular checkups for his kidneys, because unfortunately he has to be checked for Wilms tumours, which is kidney cancer, um, every three which months. Which is part of Which is part Wager. of the Wager, yeah. And she said to me, you know, on his last checkup, oh, all looks clear in the kidneys and you breathe a sigh of relief and you just keep going till the next three month checkup and so on and so forth. So that's what the year has been of just holding your breath and hoping mm -hmm. that the next checkup they'll say he's grand and you just want another year like that. So we had a lot to celebrate in their first birthday. So she said to me, she said, oh, we have another little boy like Elliot and, um, and he is about seven. And I think he's from Leash. And that's all she said. Obviously, she, she can't give any more information than that. But I uh, wasn't going to probe either because I didn't want to put her under pressure if she couldn't give me any information. But I was so you joyful to know it. that there's yeah. another, there's you, somebody you else need, out there. You want to connect. I want to connect. So if anybody's listening, by the luck of God or whoever is listening and knows somebody with a child with Wager syndrome, please give them my details. I'd love to connect. It's so rare. That's so important. That especially in Ireland, such a low population, you know, I want support for Elliot, um, that there are going to be others like him, especially in Ireland, you know, mm. as he grows up. So, yeah. Because for you, it's very much like putting your whole, immersing yourself in, into a deep unknown, isn't it? Because you've totally. no, um, you've no measure to stick at no, all. No, no. And there's no resources in Ireland. Like I, um, if you go on, there's only a website um, and it's American based. Um and that's where the other little girl, her story is up there. And I think she, she lives in Dublin. So just trying to get in contact to see if they would swap details so I can get in contact with parents. Um, and understandably, if they don't want to get in contact with me, that's fine. But it's just to put it out there that sure. it would I'm be wonderful. I'm sure that they, they would yeah. want to. I can't see why not. But probably just because it's so little of you that there's no system that you can actually go. Yes, access. And, and access. Yeah. And that's a sad thing, um, mm. you know, that we, we don't have anything and because it's so rare. Um, so Christmas, to reach that was a huge milestone. And I remembered how I felt this time or, you know, Christmas last year when I was heavily pregnant and the prospect of having the kids was on the horizon. And it was so full of like, oh, my God, who are they going to be? Because we didn't know what, you know, what we were going to have. So it was full of, you know, this anticipation and, oh, it'll never be the same again. And it, it won't ever be the same again. No matter um, what. No matter what, yeah. you know. And each year there's going to be something. Um, and all I can hope for is 
we have another joyful year like last year, despite all the diagnosis, despite all of the setbacks, um, despite yet, all of that. Dis- as you say, despite all of that, here is Elliot keeping you so present. I know. He is, uh, you know, you just have to look at him to think, this, this, he is so full of joy. So is Sadie, so full of joy. I've been blessed with the, the most easygoing mm-hmm. kids. It's full of joy that... I, I needed that. I don't think, <laughs> you know, they're just brilliant. So mm-hmm. they, they keep me going. They really do keep me going. Um, so I, I, I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that they're mine, you know, that, that I am their mom and I am meant to be their mother. They're, you know, I am to give them something as they are to give me something. And it's, you know, so I just, all I can hope for for the new year, for New Year's resolutions and things like that is to, remain in that place of gratitude and acceptance and joy um, despite what it might bring there are going to be moments of joy and if there's any other mothers out there that that have had a tough year that might have had a baby that you know they weren't expecting to take home or they've you know just learned some news some very sad news about them you know I know what you're feeling I know how it goes and they are a blessing and you are so grateful that they are in your life and they do absolutely teach you teach you enormously about yourself and how deep you can go and how strong you actually are and I didn't think I I was but um, it helps that Dave is such a positive Mm. person and thankfully I think the kids have that beautiful spirit as well Mm. you know that that lovely can do attitude it's going to be fine everything is going to be okay mm, you know yeah. whereas, whereas usually i'm pulling my hair out you know but it's a complete stripping back isn't it it's a yeah. complete um, nakedness and vulnerability when when you go into parenthood if you allow it um not only and for you it's it's more than that it's when you go into parenthood and you are dealt with something very unexpected i think having to go so much deeper than than that it brings you back to yourself if you allow it yeah and who you really are at your very core and there's something really beautiful about that because it's so raw and it's so alive at the same time yeah you're alive you know you're in it you're you're coping you are you're surviving on on one level as well yeah you're, you're grappling yes um and they're all your feelings. Yeah. And that is who you are. And, you know, when you step back and look at how you've coped with all of that, how proud you must be. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly proud of the kids because, first of all, they survived me and Dave. I mean, let's be clear, you've seen my house plants. They don't, they don't look too well. And actually, the dog is not well either. So the fact that the kids have survived despite the inadequacies of their parents. They are absolutely is. blossoming. There's no other word for it. Oh They're God. absolutely blossoming. You know, they've survived even though the bath times can be a bit hit and miss. I know. We were just, I actually asked Dee just before um, we stuck our mics on. Um, how often I was kind of testing the waters a little bit I said how often do you bath the twins and she said well maybe three or four nights oh thank god because at this stage for me it's once a week and it used to be every night but now I'm like I just can't face it yeah. she'd be grand they probably end up self-washing at some yeah. point 
natural oils <laughs> in their skin. And I keep saying, the babies don't need to be washed. No, oh, the oils are a bit of a lick and they'd be grand. <laughs> I, I say that it's a hot wash cloth tonight. And Dave's like, thank God, because it's a two-person no, operation with the, with the twins. It's imagine. one in, one out. Yeah. Um, but they do love the bath, I have to say. Mm. But stupidly, just going off the, off the topic, still on the bath topic, mind, when we renovated this house, we didn't put in a bath. No, Dee. How do you... How so what did they actually, I've never thought of that. Yeah, I know. What are you actually putting on? A hose in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be grand. Stop your crying. No. <laughs> no, I... Take uh, off that nappy. Good lad. <laughs> Keep rolling. Keep rolling in the grass. <laughs> You'll dry soon enough. <laughs> and we get bogging in. Get in there as well, you. Um, <laughs> no, Dave, we, come on now. <laughs> it's a whole family wash. Get your kit off. I'll spray you down with the hose. <laughs> no, we, we bought... A bath actually in Ikea when I went off on my spending a kids bath a kids bath yeah. they're still in it they're still in it now <laughs> I have to say I don't know for how much longer <laughs> so we have two showers in the house and they're all kind of walk-in showers all very fancy Dan showers they're lovely um, but <laughs> when we were renovating the house I my whole thing was just, there's no point putting it back we don't know if we're ever going to have kids or not you know because at that stage you know we were, we were trying and, and, and it, you know it was difficult so I said you know we can't be you know, doing things and then it's just going to be, I'll be staring at it going, why do we put the bath in for this possibility of, let's just put in stuff that we know we are going to need now, you and I. Well, that's when, <laughs> that's when things happen, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you've made a decision or you've made an acceptance, well, this is it now, it's me, you and the dog. When you let go, that's <laughs> yeah. it, the shit hits the fan. That's it, and you're thinking now, I'm taking the no. freaking bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're there up on top of the kitchen table. This kitchen table is a house. up on top of the kitchen table. Oh, the oh, bath. No. Not Dave. Not Dave and myself. That's for another episode. <laughs> you dirty yolk. <laughs> Enough wine for a cake. Good. Good. <laughs> no, the, the kids are up on the bath on the kitchen table. Mm, yeah. And I've not done the sink wash even though we have a double sink and it'd be perfect no, yeah I actually saw I don't know if you've seen it if, I don't know if you follow Jules Oliver who has like I do 25 children she at this does stage. and she still looks amazing how does she do it I don't know um and she's actually she she's very cool I'm like oh she's very cool yeah I just had tea with her there the other day she's she's, she's amazing <laughs> you and Jules <laughs> me and Jules me and Julie um but anyway according to Instagram uh she had a recent post up and there was like a tapped in bath that they'd bought in this, like a baby bath that they yeah. really old. It looked like it was from the early 1900s that they had uh, plumbed into the main bath. Oh, fab. Yeah, it looked amazing. Now, yeah. of course, you know, if you've got lots of money and, of course, and, and you don't know that. what to spend it on, put you, it you, on a 19th century bath. You go, do that. Go, go, girl, get in the flea market and, you know, get someone to put it in. Um, Mind the bucket. Yeah, it, look, it actually looked amazing. And I yeah. just love her whole ethos as well, like where she wanted to bath her babies with yeah. the other kids. They obviously all had the bath at the one time. Yeah, yeah. I just love her. She's yeah. great. I, yeah, it's just, it's nice to Good see celebrity being, being human. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I don't know if you've um, listened to, you probably don't listen to any other podcast. Absolutely not. The mothership all yeah, the this way. This is the only one, yeah. obviously. The two episodes, yes. <laughs> They're obviously addicted at this stage. Um, what was she on? I think it was Happy Mom, Happy Baby. Was oh, it? wow. No, sorry. That's the wrong one. Um, I can't think of it. Anyway, she was on another podcast where she spoke about um, 
Life with Five and Jamie Tra- she was just so down to earth oh, and how, so how they travel they don't actually holiday um, anywhere outside Europe because it's just too much work speaking of which yes yeah are we mad you now crazy okay let's let's roll, the, roll I'm nervous do you I'm nervous let's roll the yeah. train back here let's roll the dice <laughs> I refused to go on summer holiday this year with the twins because I thought, oh, my mind exploded in the thoughts of I have to bring travel cots and patties and oh, I just couldn't get it together. Um, so I understand where Jules is coming from. She's got five, mm. five. Now, having said that, her eldest kids must be in their teens now, so they can surely they do. schlep yeah. and yeah. do and kind of carry bags and babies should they need. So it's not baby But babies. again, they're all at very different stages. Yeah, so, you know, they, so that's it's trying to entertain all yeah. of them, uh, all different needs. Yeah. And she's right, going somewhere in Europe where it's just easy, get on the plane, get off the plane, get me close to the, the uh, hotel, close to the airport. But I think there are decisions that you make when you have been on holiday with uh, your kids. You have to do it once and then go, I we will so. never do and that again. I think again. that's what's going to happen to myself and Justin. So, where are you off to, Kate? <laughs> speaking of which, speaking I'm of very, a, Europe ho- a European holiday, where are you going I'm this year? Nervous. <laughs> um, well Justin is from South Africa so every couple of years we do tend to go back and go for like a good break um, this is pre-baby of course yes and we don't really tend to holiday outside of that so we kind of save up for that big holiday so we're going back to South Africa um, for five weeks in a couple of weeks wow with a 16 month old oh my god who is very wily and is very headstrong Oh my God. And yes, I mean, I'm part excited, part absolutely shitting myself because I've not done a plane journey Yeah. without, with, I've actually never done any plane journey with any child, oh let alone a 12 hour flight. And there's a lot of long, um, like we're staying in a number of Airbnbs along the way. Now we're staying there for four or five nights in each spot, so at least is that. Yeah, she'll get some downtime. You know, you wouldn't want yeah. to be doing a two night and then pack up and exactly. go on somewhere. Yeah, so you, and you need it. No, we definitely, yeah. well, that's kind of more what I'm thinking. We definitely need Yes, yeah. But there are, um, there's a lot of driving involved and she used, like she, she used to be such a quiet baby. Like she actually, she never cried. Wow. Ever like I mean she she never cried I, I I never heard her cry and I mean that wow up until I'd say she was about four or five months and then she found her voice then she found her voice <laughs> it was like having a different child oh my she's still like she's still a great little kid like yeah. amazing but she she knows what she wants. Yeah. And um, is well able to ask for it. And her sleeping patterns are all, all over the place. All over the blah. left. And it, how is she and in the car used, now? So she used to be great in the car. She used to love the car and she'd sleep, no problem. And now 40 minutes at a push. Holy shit. And some of those journeys are like, I think there's one really long day of driving. You'll have to break it off with lots of picnics. No, I know. I think lots of picnics and lots of iPads. We don't generally give it to her, but I don't care. Well, on that day, I don't care when needs must. It's crisis. Yeah, it is crisis. It's crisis point. management. Moana, Mo- it's like she's obsessed with Moana, so I'll have that on repeat. Repeat. You should know the songs all by and give us I a do. few bars. I do. I loved Moana. It was oh a good, good one. Like, and I, I didn't even have kids when I watched. I it. started watching that when I was just pregnant with uh, Beatrice and. I I still cry every time I see it. Yeah. It's just it's such an amazing movie. It's all about 
Oh, go watch it. You know, it's not going to talk about. Do you know what I watched the other day? This is embarrassingly, I love kids' films. Yes. It says something about my. They're mental. very honest, though. They are. They, they really hit you. are. For adult movies, not your adult movies, not the type that you and David. Oh, watching. hair. Yes. Well, they're very deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that sounds wrong. <laughs> I meant spiritually. Not physically. <laughs> Not physically, <deep. laughs> But uh, do you know what film we watched over the what? Christmas? Um, Sad Dave and I, um, we watched Paddington Bear oh, too. Oh, my God. It did is see, hilarious. Did you see the first emotional. one? emotional. I didn't see the first well, one. Well, okay. I mean, the first one's great, but actually the second the one. The second one. I was I blown know. away. Now, maybe because I'm so socially starved of any kind I of stimulus. Know, I, I know. thought Paddington Bear 2 was awesome. <laughs> he was like, I never got to be friends with Paddington Bear. I was serious. And he wanted Grant. to eat marmalade sandwiches with Paddington yeah. Bear. <laughs> I, I, I had a hankering for marmalade toast day. Where's the marmalade toast after watching it? But I thought Hugh Grant, usually I yeah. want to punch him He's in amazing. the throat. He just is so annoying. It's just something about his face. But his face was perfectly annoying in this, in a laughable character. He was just really great talented, character. Yeah. Just fantastic. Mm. I loved it. Mm. So then I was thinking, can we watch it again? <laughs> Two saddos in our 40s, kind of watching Paddington Bear on our own. No I know, kids. I know. I but it was know. thoroughly enjoyable and a surprise because we thought, oh, just stick it on. Mm. We'll just watch something. This is the only thing we had. Mm. Internet was down. We had it downloaded, put it on. Yes. Well, it was brilliant. Mm. We loved it. We don't download though. No, no, no. We don't. Delete. <laughs> Somebody gave it to us. We didn't rip off the CD with the original. As my, as my nephew said to Justin, that's illegal, you know. He didn't. Yes, he did. I'm like, Justin didn't download that at all. What are you talking about? Mm. Um, but yeah, there is definitely something about kids' movies that oh. it just hits you in the gut. Do you know what it is? It's because you don't see it coming. You think it's a kid's movie. But they're actually so geared for adults. Yeah. The first time I, um, for years, I hadn't watched a Disney film. And remember, remember, as I say this, you're just going to laugh. Frozen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> remember, how could I forget? It's everywhere. It's still going. But the first time I saw Frozen, I was overcome with emotion. I And I was watching it with Who three-year-old. Who were you, Elsa or Emma? I was um, which Elsa. Elsa is which one? The red-haired one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. The younger sister. Yeah. See, my sister's older. Okay, was that why? Yeah. Or was it... I, I wasn't let it go, girl. You weren't let it no, go? No, I was the... You weren't the, the frozen girl. No, I wasn't oh. the, the main lead. No, I was the runner-up in the wingman. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved that one. And you I was were the, like, the heroine, really. Yeah, okay. yes. Let's, let's call her that. I think her name was Anna. 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 And Elsa. Elsa. Elsa was the snow, snow let it go. Mm. Yeah. God, that'll just tell you. It, it just goes in one ear and out mm. the other. But I loved that one. Mm. And that really got me. And up. Oh, my God. That one. I still can't watch that without I can't, getting choked up. No, I actually can't. I can't watch that anymore either. There's a couple that I can't and, watch. Yeah. And my little niece, May, who's now um, eight, going on nine, um, we watched The Greatest Showman at one point together. Now, she had seen it, and yeah. I had also seen it, and I just, like, that is one amazing movie. Is it? And she said to me, you're going to cry, aren't you? You're going to, I know you're going to cry. <laughs> I, like, and then she's, she's, she's staring at me. Yeah, there it is. You're crying now. And I go, May, please, sure. please stop. <laughs> You're ruining it. My eyes are sore. They're just a little dry. Yeah. 
I, I'm going to be honest with you now. The Greatest Showman was put on and I watched it with Dave. Now, Dave is very particular yeah. in what he's going to watch. And me, just after saying he watched Paddington Bear 2 and he loved it. <laughs> he's not that particular. But <laughs> he, the Greatest Showman... <laughs> And we heard so much about it. I was like, oh, giddy up. I'm going to watch this and enjoy it. Feet up, wine, biscuits, chocks, the whole lot. I think we got into the third song and Dave was like, I think I'm out. No. I can't can't watch this anymore. No, you haven't seen enough of it. I know. You need to go at that again. I think we were too tired Mm. to, and then we put it aside. Um, We just didn't get it. You have to be in the right frame of mind, I think. What part of it did you go to? We went to the part where... Oh, oh, it could be a spoiler alert yeah, for people. maybe we shouldn't. It was probably only quarter of the way through, not oh, even no. halfway you through. You know, you have to watch the whole lot. I know, yeah, because I heard so much. I think I better watch it on my own. Because Dave is just, he just can't go there with musicals. No. No. I know that surprises you. You think he's the deepest man on, on the planet. Think, I think he's the greatest showman. <laughs> <laughs> he's the greatest show off on the planet. <laughs> No, no, he, 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 I mean, some musical, something, he has to be in the right frame of mind. He would say that himself before he sits down to watch something like that. And I don't think he was in the right frame of mind. Mm. But I, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to give Dave a pass. He might watch it again with me. Mm. It's totally okay if he doesn't. I'd rather do it by myself and just kind of have that immersive experience without somebody toshing in my ear or mm. munching really? on minstrels or it's crunching on crisps. Mm. <laughs> or just dotting or farting. Yeah, yeah, just like breathing. Dustin, like heavy. Dustin does. He's not here now, so I can say what I like, Dustin. Yeah, you're he, not here to defend yourself. Yeah, he Dustin. farts, that lad. <laughs> He never stops. <laughs> well, Dave does he, he can't say anything. No, he's great. Like, he's up the woods with the kids. He's he has no idea. He'll <laughs> never hear this. Justin farts all the time. He's not alone. No. And um, he takes great pride in it. Does he? Oh, I think that's what it's drives me even further up the. Oh my God, like, how can you. Does he do it in public? No, he doesn't. Like, just if you're in a shop. Oh, and discreetly, and then just <laughs> walk away and leave you. Okay, this is it. This is, I mean, I'm, I'm actually getting really excited because he's not here, and I can actually tell the story. Let it go. Come on, Kate, you're, you're in the so tree of trust. We were, we were doing a food shop. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. We were doing a food shop, and we're in the of all the aisles. We were in the health food section. <laughs> so we were picking up. Rice cakes or something that looked really, you know, healthy, healthy. suburban. Yeah, I don't know what you call that. Or healthy. They're definitely not snacks that you pick up when you're a compulsive, explosive. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what we were doing. And <laughs> this woman and her child came up the aisle, and um, the woman. <laughs> No, I'm telling this wrong. Anyway, just let one go. Yeah. And the woman came up, and I didn't know this because I was off the other end, and I came back, and Justin was like, literally, he was nearly getting sick laughing. <laughs> but, you know, he was so proud. He was so he owned it. proud. <laughs> and so this poor, he said, what happened? I said, what happened? What's so funny? And this woman had come up and, and was going to get something. And she said, <laughs> she said to her daughter, oh, my God, it smells delicious. It smells like barbecue. <laughs> and Justin couldn't have been proud. 
smell like barbecue. Was he eating barbecue? I <laughs> no. I said, I just, I don't want to, not only do I not want to go near you, I don't want to know you. Just go away. Meet me back at the car in an hour. <laughs> She didn't say, oh my God, it smells like death up in here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> barbecue. I... All of this. It smells like barbecue. He had, he had tears coming, rolling down his face. <laughs> and rightly so. And rightly so. My God, of all the things. Well, at least that is something that he can um, blow his trumpet over. <laughs> Excuse the pun. <laughs> you know, sound the horns. Justin's toots smelt like barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I think he will. That is definitely one for the grandkids. <laughs> that is, sure. that is amazing. So, D, um, I guess this has just been a very um, a reintroduction, I suppose. Yeah, get our get our podcasting toes wet. Yeah, the water. it's um, been a long time, and I think we're we're both going. What? What did we do it on? Yeah. Well, also, I think like we've both had a very. Uh, I haven't felt like I, I could actually commit to another podcast until now because. Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to maybe get a bit of structure back into my um, my week. Yeah, you've had such a busy year. Yeah, you know, which is great. And business with, is, yeah, is, is booming. It's so booming. It's great. So it's great. Um, and with you as well, with everything going on, I think this is, has kind of honestly been the first one that we've felt that we've wanted wanted to do, to do with it. the podcast. So, yeah. So here we are. Um, but going forward, I think we both would, I know we both would really like to talk about, because lots of people have been in touch about um, fertility. Yeah. So I, I've had a lot of private messages because I, I don't talk about it a lot, but I have kind of touched off a little bit that it took us a long time to um, to conceive Bia. And um, I've since had a lot of messages about just from people who are in, who were on that road yeah. and haven't been able to fall pregnant um, and are really just at a loss as to what, how to keep themselves steady Same. while they're going through yeah. it. And um, I know that you have had yeah, your I, journey with yeah. Dave and it's been very different to ours and I think it would be something really valuable to share separately so we'll do that. Um, so we'll commit to doing that. So there you have it. That's five. That's five <laughs> podcasts. No, oh, five. Yeah, one plus one is two. Yeah, there we go. That, yeah. That's definitely a season, that, isn't that, it? That's us done for the year now. We have our two topics. We can put the feet up now. Okay. But, you know, we also have a lot of other stuff that we like. I mean, myself and Dee have become friends since, um, since, I guess before we we had, yeah. before we had kids way before yeah we kind of solidified our friendship when we both knew that we were trying trying for a baby and it wasn't happening and yeah. um it was so lovely it was so lovely to have somebody that I could talk to that knew exactly what was happening every month and all How difficult fe- it is yeah and all of the feelings around that that we we get into that I know a lot of you can relate to um but it just meant so much that I felt I wasn't alone. Anyway, so we that's how we solidified our friendship. And um, we also talk about lots of other stuff and yeah. we share a lot of other stuff. We're so it won't just be all fertility. No. Um, of course, that will be a big part of it. But um, it'll also be just barbecue farts and, you yes. know, <laughs> Moana. Moana. And- <laughs> 
And hopefully, like, I mean, uh, the big dream for us would be to set up, you know, our own veggie stuff again, like yeah. growing our own stuff and discussing that. I'd love that. Hens. Hot tips for yeah. anybody who wants to be a homesteader. Yeah, homesteading. Um, homesteading. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Um, having chickens. I want to purchase chickens. I want to go out there and clean the chicken coop and get the eggs mm. and do all of that stuff. And I am a complete and utter novice. Yeah. So I really want to do that and then just kind of go through that journey. And now that I've said it, I've committed myself yes, to getting these have. bloody chooks. So if anybody has any tips on where to get them, what to get, what I should and should not be doing, let me know. I'm interested. I'm interested in the hens yes. and the eggs. Yes. So that's it. And you've got hens and you're going to teach me all about that. Yes. Well, everything I need to know. So they're all just some of the topics, and of course, food and um, various food, other things yes. that crop up during the year as well. Yeah. We're even thinking about interviewing other people. Interviewing other people. Um, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, because there, there's a there's, there's a lot of different personalities that we know, we both know actually yeah. that have lots of different perspectives on stuff, and actually just even for us to kind of yeah. open up the fold and just hear other people's perspectives and stories and thoughts and kind of like a big round table effect yeah as it were you can come come to the house and you can drink with us drink yes. drink around the table and uh, share your story we'd <laughs> love to bring you know a nice bottle of red yeah, yeah that's mandatory <laughs> capsav capsav that's your pinot pinot if yeah. you're coming <laughs> um so yeah so we might have interviews so the next few podcasts it's going to be about our each of our own fertility journeys Dee's gonna, D, i think you should go first you sure? Yes, I am. Well, I've kind of given away half. <laughs> I certainly will. I'll go first and I'll just kind of run through what our experiences are. But then later on in the year, let's talk about lots of other things that interest us Definitely. as well. Um, we like to go hiking. Yes, indeed. Oh, camping. Camping, doing some live podcasts maybe whilst we're doing that this yeah. year would be good. Environmental um, stuff. Yeah. On plastic and oh, I God, yeah. that. I know, I'm paranoid about that whole thing. That'll be another episode yeah. for another day. Yes. <laughs> but if anybody would, uh, again, any topics that you want to discuss or if you fancy being on the Mothership podcast, joining us for a glass of something, you want to tell your story, get in contact. We'd love to hear from you as well. Um, you, can, you can rate and review the podcast. Isn't that what they all say? Do they? Rate and review. <laughs> so just leave a review and rate. Give us the five. Only if it's a nice we're one. We're not interested in, in four stars. No, and we're not interested in any negative comments. <laughs> we're not interested. <laughs> Do you hear that, Mum? The two, the two <laughs> listeners, Mum and my sister. No negative feedback. <laughs> um, but yes, so until next year. I'm only joking. Until next week. Until think, next yeah. week, yeah. We'll well, do. I think we, we also need to set up some kind of a Structure. social media thing. Oh, yeah, a social separate Instagram thing that we'll do. We'll do that. Okay. Okay, then. Well, let's finish off our glasses. Thank you so much, Kate. Yeah. The boys are still outside in the dark with the kids. I know, it's great, isn't it? Oh, oh this my is goodness. Great. Thank God. Oh, yeah. I'm such a terrible mother. Thank God they're outside in the dark and they can't see where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> we better call them in now. Yeah. Scott, it's getting dark. Anyway, I'll finish off this glass of wine before we do that. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you the next time. Episode four. All right. Bye. Bye.